The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, yes, we are here for you. I am Jenny, the host of Channel Mom, and I hope you're tuned in for a reason today. Because I have a feeling that the parenting issue, struggle, dilemma that I am dealing with and I am going to talk about today on the show is going to hit most parents where they live. I'm going to be very honest about my own parenting struggle Uh <laughs> which one of my children may not be happy about, but I, I want to talk about it. I have written a blog on it that I invite you to go read. I'm going to read a little portion of it. But this is one of those things that I think every parent struggles with in some fashion, and we all also struggle with how to deal with it. Um, I had a disagreement with a friend of mine who's a parenting expert and and the way in which I'm handling this issue and um, I'm going to talk about that too and then some advice I've received from other parents and I would love to hear your opinions about this particular issue uh, coming up. It, it, it's one of those things where it has made me cry off and on for the last couple of days and has to do with uh, your child making you feel unloved and acting out and in some ways exercising independence. But the title of my blog was help. My kid might not like me anymore. And I think a lot of parents feel like that, whether it's the three-year-old or the 15-year-old they're dealing with, they get to that point where they feel like their, their child no longer looks up to them, adores them, wants to be with them, wants to be held by them. And that's where I'm at. And I have specific things I want to say to parents out there today that I hope are helpful, but I also want to say, let you know what the experts are saying that uh, you may agree with, even though they don't agree with me. So stick around if you're dealing with a child who seems unruly or uh, overly uh, exercising their independence or disrespectful or uh, just acting out and being self-centered. I'm going to talk about that here in a second, but first I want to let you know about our upcoming Neon Moms Run Walk Stroll. It's the Neon Moms Run Walk Stroll put on by Channel Mom. And it's the first time we've done this. I think it's going to be fun. The reason we're calling it Neon is it's happening in the evening on August 28th in Clement Park in Littleton, Colorado. So if you're Colorado, you can make it, I hope. Um, it's a, an evening run, so there'll be Neon. There'll be neon and uh, giveaways and T-shirts and music and a lot of fun for kids. We hope to have uh, refreshments there and a few little gifts. And you will be supporting Channel Mom if you sign up for this. So please go to ChannelMom.com. We have a button there under Give to CM where you can sign up for the Neon Moms Run Walk Stroll on August 28th in Clement Park. For runners, for walkers, for strollers, for people who just want to support Channel Mom, I'd be so blessed to meet you. Hoping to have a thank you mom booth. You'll find out more about that. But August 28th starts about 5.30 p.m. in uh, Clement Park. Please join us and please go sign up on uh, channelmom.com at give to cm and you'll find the sign up there. Okay, I think that's 
all I have for announcements. Now, let me get into this thing that I wrote about. It is. Here's the deal. Uh, I, this is what I say a little bit. I'm not going to read my whole blog or people will get bored. But what I said was, uh, help, my kid might not like me anymore. And this is what I wrote in the opening. So I decided to write this after I woke up one morning, saw my son sleeping on the living room floor and started to cry. I go on to explain that he's 16. He drives now. He has a job. He's taller than his daddy, a voice almost as deep. Uh, I admit that he's strong and handsome and confident and, and smart and all those good things. But I explain that it seems like he doesn't really like his parents anymore. And I know a lot of parents are dealing with that, whether it's toddlers or teenagers. But I went on to talk about the thing that was hurting my heart the most was the contrast in the way that he used to feel about us, or at least appeared that he felt about us. So I talk about this whole situation where he came home in the evening and had been working hard and really wasn't interested in talking. And I was kind of, hey, buddy, how's it going? And he kind of grunted back at me. And uh, the next morning when I woke up, there was, you know, food everywhere and food on the counter and food on the floor and containers everywhere and dirty clothes. And and he doesn't really like to sleep in his bedroom. So he was sleeping in the living room. So I couldn't even sit down in my prayer chair and pray because he was out there sleeping. So I, I sort of had a mommy fit and thought, Okay, so he can act disrespectful and and a number of other things and maybe self-centered like a lot of teenagers and um, and sort of not hateful, but but kind of just not nice to his parents. And then he expects me to take care of him. Okay, I really I'm hopeful that my my husband doesn't disown me after after I'm sharing this blog because he thinks, okay that you are way too hard on our son on the radio. This is not where I'm trying to go. Where I'm trying to go is admit honestly as a mom that I'm struggling with the teenage thing and struggling with somebody who who seems very who can seem very self-centered and disrespectful and then also turns around and expects money and favors and and clean up time and meals and and, um, you know, to purchase things and to buy things and to keep him happy. And yet, you know, we don't always get a lot in return, either from our toddlers or teenagers, whoever happens to be in this kind of a stage. Now, I wrote about it and and I talked about the love that I still have for him and how it's hard for me to just completely stop serving him. So, you know, I I won't. But I said, look, today I'm not going to talk about discipline. I'm just going to talk about the fact that there's a contrast. When our kids are little, man, do they love us. And I often think of the days when, when my son would say over and over and over again, I love you, mommy, I love you, mommy, I love you, mommy, and draw me pictures and hold my hand and kiss me and hold my face and pray with me and all kinds of beautiful things. And the thing that I was crying about the other morning is the contrast we go through as parents. Our babies seem to love us and need us and want us and hold us. And as they grow, there's an independence that kicks in that can be rude and can make parents feel unloved and disrespected. And I'm not justifying that behavior. I am saying what I was struggling with is the contrast, how how your parent, your kids seem to love you so much and just, you know, listen to your every word. And then suddenly that begins to go away and you feel less loved, less respected, less needed. And that's a tough thing for a parent. So I went on to say, I'm going to continue to love my child. It's a hard love for a mother, but it's worth it. And uh, it's an unselfish love. And it's the kind of love that God gives us. He loves us even when we act like idiots. So that's kind of where I landed. Well, I had a parenting expert look at my blog and say, I think you're going in the completely wrong direction. I think you've lost control of your child and it's become dire and uh, you need to get him in kind of a boot camp to learn to respect you. And, and my and my guess is to take away all his technology and, and a lot of his privileges and, and to kind of put him in 
kid boot camp to learn how to be respectful and, and not self-centered and um, not selfish. And and was really, I think, distressed with where I landed on the blog was, was to say, this is hurting me, how my child has changed. Um, and I confess that I'm just going to continue to love him anyway. I would not argue that I should continue to serve him hand and foot and let him get away with bad behavior and indulge him day by day and, and, and try to be his best friend. I wouldn't argue that. But I just landed in the love spot and said, we still love him, don't we? Even when they grow up and can be rude and disrespectful. My friend said, you got to nip this in the bud. You're going exactly the wrong direction. You need to get control of this now. This is a discipline issue. And uh, I'm very concerned about your approach to this. I would love to hear your opinion. Uh, please email me. Please weigh in on Facebook. We're at Channel Mom. We're on Twitter at Channel Mom. Just talk about the blog. My kid might not like me anymore that I've written. You can find it on uh, ChannelMom.com, our blog. I would love to hear you weigh in and tell me what you think, where I should go with this. The expert said I should crack down now and, and kind of put my kid in, in a discipline training to, to, to put an end to this kind of teenage behavior. Um, I also talked to some friends who had excellent advice that came somewhere between the middle of myself and the experts. Uh, I had I, my friends are I was getting my hair done today, and my friend Allison was was doing my hair, and another young mom friend named Heather was weighing in. And I said, "What do we do when our kids are like this? Because we we want to go on loving them. We're not going to sort of have conditional love, but how much should we begin to impose discipline when they act out and are disrespectful? And by the way, a caveat about my precious child who I'm going on and on about disobeying. He's an excellent student, probably a straight A student. He, he's a great athlete. He's very well behaved. He volunteers at the homeless shelter. He hasn't committed any crimes. He doesn't do drugs. He, he's just never in trouble. So, so from the world's perspective, he's a fabulous child. I'm dealing with disrespect and self-centeredness in a teenager and not treating mom and dad as well as we would like. So my friends weighed in and said, in a variety of things. But Allison said, look, you're setting the example. If you allow him to treat you a certain way, he will think he can go treat the rest of the world that way. So absolutely, you should start imposing things like taking away phones, taking away privileges, uh, making them stay at home and help you, imposing more uh, chores and, and consequences and things to, to get uh, his act in order and, and help him to be others focused and just instead of just focused on his teenage life. So that was excellent advice. We are examples, and we are called to set the example with our children, and if they're not uh, following that in any way, we need to crack down and bring them back into line with what's the example. So that was one piece of advice. Another friend of mine said, you know, my mom used to say it's about character versus just bad mistakes. And she said if, if they saw in us that it was a character issue, like a kid taking the family car and then lying about it and um, having their parents worried all night and things like that, uh, that's a character issue because lying's involved, stealing's involved to a certain degree. That's a character issue. That has to be dealt with. Discipline needs to be imposed, and this is something the parents need to pursue. If it's a bad mistake, like your you know, 17-year-old kid is caught speeding once, that's not necessarily a character issue, and that doesn't take the same kind of discipline. That's a mistake. That's a bad mistake. We all make them. So I thought that's interesting. When does it become that a, a toddler's or a teen's self-centeredness and selfishness and disrespect is character, and when is it just they're having a bad day? Uh, I would love to hear other people's opinions. I'm struggling with this today because uh, my expert friend said, you are on the wrong track. You need to crack down and you need to crack down now or your child's headed for a bad future. 
distressing to say the least. Uh, but, but I love my, my child very much. And this is just me telling you about my mom feelings and I, w- I would love to hear yours. And I hope it's been a help for you as I've kind of tried to hash this out on the radio in front of other people. I want you to stay tuned. We have a, a wonderful woman who's going to put the capstone on this. Talk about her rebellion as a teenager and where she landed, which I think you're going to find fascinating for any parent that is going to face this in the future. So stay tuned for the rest of Channel Mom. We'll be right back. And uh, let's just play a little music to go out if we can do that, Chris. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. Talking about a subject today that is close to most parents' heart, and that is the time you you first realize that your child isn't acting like you hung the moon anymore. And and maybe they're acting out and needs to be taken care of. Maybe they're just expressing their independence. Maybe they're being disrespectful. Maybe they're being outright criminal. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but but I'm going through that. um, And I'm struggling with how do I continue to love my child, knowing that in many ways he's on the right track, but but how do I rein these other things in? I've had all kinds of advice from all kinds of people, some who think I'm doing the wrong thing and overindulging my child and not disciplining them enough, others who who um, are on the same track as I am, and, and you got to balance the love with the discipline thing and uh, hang in there. I was thinking about parents who, who are at their wit's end, about their kids, and and how in the end, if if we are people who have faith in God, we have to understand that nothing is impossible for him. So I thought of this song. I uh, don't even know if it's particularly a Christian song, but I thought it would be a comfort to some parents. So why don't we just play a little snippet of uh, the song that I thought of. There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes In a happy home I was a king I had a golden throne Those days are gone Now the memories on the wall I hear the songs From the places where I was born Upon a hill across the blue lake That's where I have my first heartbreak I still remember how it all changed My father said Don't you worry, don't you worry, child She had a sky to plan for you Don't you worry, don't you worry now I so love the lyrics in that song because it's my father said to me, don't you worry, child, don't you worry, child. Heaven has a plan for you. So any parent that's out there at their wits end, any child that's out there knowing that they're disappointing their parents, 
I love that line. Heaven's got a plan for you. Uh, hang on. Press through. And and so that's just my encouragement. I think that's Swedish House Mafia. Is that right? Swedish House. There's like a one-hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people probably never heard of them, but I love the message of that song. I thought it would be encouragement to some people today. I want to say one more thing before we bring on a guest. They kinda... have a lot of hits. Do they? Okay, look at me. How out of it am I, Chris? Thank you for that correction. Swedish House Mafia. Who knew? Lots of hits. Thank you, Chris. I'm so glad to hear your voice today. I need somebody to give me that encouragement. Well, I'm glad to help. Okay, thanks. Okay, so in light of the blog I wrote, which is to said, help, uh, I'm afraid my kid doesn't love me anymore kind of thing. Uh, what did I say? I said, help, my kid might not like me anymore. That's what I said. I wrote this blog, you know, lamenting how kids get self-centered and, and independent and disrespectful and, and somewhat disobedient. My child is not out committing crimes. It's not a huge deal, but uh, you have to decide where to draw the line. And and I want I do want to say we do have a very indulgent culture where people think, I just want to make my child happy. I just want to be their best friend. I don't want to overpunish them. I don't want to take away their phone because then I can never communicate with them. I don't want to not let them watch TV because then what will I do? I'll have to entertain my child. I get it. We live in an overindulgent culture. We live in a culture that doesn't discipline children enough and doesn't teach them enough respect for for family, for parents, for God, uh, all of it. So I, I understand that. I am trying as a mother today to deal with a battle that I'm having internally with where do I draw the line, where do I continue to love and serve, uh, and where do I say this is it, this is the discipline, this is how we're going to crack down, uh, so on and so forth. People come down on very different sides of this particular topic. I have a friend in the studio today who's going to tell you that she did rebel a little bit as a teenager, or a lot actually, but that it ended well. And so I thought, perfect time to bring her on. Uh, I think you're going to find her story compelling. She had a complete turnabout. I mean, this was the nightmare college kid, I think. Tried every drug (laughs) on the planet, so on and so forth. And you will not believe the end of her story. So I'm hoping this gives a parent out there who may be dealing with some really bad stuff today uh, some hope. And and to see where they can land. And this woman has now set up a ministry or is part of a ministry that she can direct you to that helps wayward kids. So uh, with no further ado, I do want to welcome Melanie Coletta. To Channel Mom Radio. Welcome, Melanie. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> I didn't even say who you're with because I want you to get to that. Yeah, so tell folks, good. speaking of rebellious teens, we have about mm-hmm. seven minutes for you to tell your story. Okay. What happened? Where were you at as a college kid? Describe who you were to people listening. Yeah. So when I first started college, I was just in a deep depression. I'd gone through a lot as a kid where I believed that God didn't exist and he wasn't there for me anymore. I believed that people weren't there for me. So I was really bitter against God and really bitter against people. And so in my college years, I tried to fill my heart with different things to try to numb that pain. Um, I went to all kinds of drugs, parties, uh, relationships, just things that I thought would fill my heart Mm -hmm. that just left me empty. It was a temporary um fulfillment so so lots of boys yeah lots of parties yeah and and we know what we're implying with boys and lots of drugs yeah so tell people some of the drugs you were into so they can understand the transformation you've gone through yeah so gosh some of the drugs i was into i was into cocaine um i smoked marijuana molly acid all kinds of crazy you grew your own marijuana yeah you grew your own marijuana (laughs) which is actually legal now in colorado but not at your Uh, age no at the age you were at So I want to tell you, folks, the point you had reached, how bad it was. You went to a hospital, Mm -hmm. and what did they say to you? I did. I just physically was doing so badly 
they were just like, man, you need to eat more. You, you just need help. And there was a few times where my mom, she'd look at me and she's like, what are you into? And I wouldn't tell her cause I was so ashamed, but she, she knew and it just broke her heart. Yeah. Um, so you were doing all kinds of drugs. You were partying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the hospital said you may not last much longer mm-hmm. with this kind of behavior. Yeah. Is it fair to say you were a rebellious teen? You didn't listen to your oh, parents? Yeah, I was definitely very rebellious. Yeah. The kind of disrespect, but, but, yeah. but times a hundred yeah. that, that I'm talking about today. Totally. Yeah. 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 So, so, so you understand the thing where, where a, a child busts out and is kind of allowed to. Yeah. And how badly it can go. Yes. Okay. So you probably, you know, my friend who, who really wants me to crack and, and discipline my child at, at this stage probably is concerned yeah. that, that he's going to get to where you're at. Yeah. So, so what happened? We've got about four and a half minutes left. What happened that changed everything for you? Yeah. So I was, <laughs> I just hit my rock bottom mm-hmm. and I found Jesus, who's my rock, yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> I, yeah. I found him. Um, and so how I hit. And for somebody who may not believe and may not understand yeah. that statement, what was it? it uh, you told yeah. me a specific sentence that happened for you in the back of a car. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah. So I was on a road trip and I was closing my eyes and I just thought to myself, I need to change and my life has to change drastically because I can't take this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I felt the presence of God for the first time and I heard him say, I love you. And I lost it in the back of that car, you know, where at that point I was actually an atheist. I didn't believe in God, but he drew me in such a way I couldn't deny that he was real. So, yeah, um, I want people to to find out what you've done with that. I, you know, I work so hard on the show to not alienate people who don't follow God, who don't believe in Jesus. There are a lot of people who do listen to the show that do have strong faith, Mm -hmm. but what can you do now for teenagers that Mm -hmm. think, Hey, I I got it. I got it. I'm driving around. I'm partying. I do what I do. I'm making money. I'm doing drugs. I'm doing what all that. And I'm I'm perfectly happy. How do you reach a teen like that with the ministry that you are now a part of? Tell me about that. Yeah. I think, gosh, just just with my story, I, I know that everyone hits a point where they struggle and they need God. So I think with my story, I can connect with them just to be a friend and to show them how my life is going and how God has changed and is changing my life. I think that really touches people too. And you are now um, reaching out on a campus. Yeah. So tell yeah. Pe- tell people where you are, what yeah. your ministry is, and and how it reaches out to, to college kids. We've got about two minutes. Yeah. So I um, graduated from CU Boulder last May, and I've been working with a campus ministry called uh, Resurrection Church Campus Ministry for the past year now. And... Um, how I got into that, I actually was going down the route of being a teacher, which is great, yeah. but that's not the call that God had for me. Yeah. And I had three friends actually commit suicide in November of 2013, all within three weeks of each other. And it hit me so much because they were all people who I used to party with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that could have been me, you know? Yeah. And um, I was like, all right, Lord, I just want to do your will. And um, so that's when I decided to go into campus ministry and be a minister. And so I reach out on the college campus to kids the way I, I was reached out, out to. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you think to yourself, if I can just love one person for God, mm-hmm. I may prevent a suicide. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to get you because you do, you're doing all the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. You were doing all the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. How do people find you if they want to partner with you, give to you channel mom, may be partnering with you here in the future as one of our partnerships to reach out to moms who need a ministry like this. How do mm-hmm. people find you? 
Um, so you can email me. My email is Melanie, M-E-L-A-N-I-E, Coletta, C-O-L-E-T-T-A, at yahoo.com. Or you can even call me on my cell phone. It's you, do you want to give that up? Oh. I don't really want to give that up. How about this? Okay. How about you email me or, or Melanie, I'm channelmom at gmail.com, and I'll get you in touch with her. And, I, you know, we have plenty mm-hmm. of trustworthy people, but you're yeah. a darling little college graduate. <laughs> I don't want your phone floating around. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Melanie, thank you so much for being on yeah, Channel Mom. thank Love you. Love your ministry. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for tuning in to Channel Mom today. I want to remind you, please go sign up for our fundraiser. You'd be blessing Channel Mom and people like Melanie and all the moms who need help with all their children. Go to ChannelMom.com, click Give to CM. You can come on August 28th, run, walk, or stroll. It's a neon mom's run in the evening around Clement Park. Starts around 530, August 28th. Go to ChannelMom.com and click Give to CM and sign up. We would love to have you there. I'd love to meet you as a mom and give you a hug, and thank you for all you do. Uh, we love what you do, moms. Without good moms in the world, what would we have uh, in our future generations? So God bless you. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Thanks for tuning in to Channel Mom. Thanks for joining us for Channel Mom Radio. We depend on listeners like you to help us reach moms and families through radio and outreach. Check out two simple ways you can help. First, submit your mom question to be read on the air at Channel Mom. Simply submit questions on the Contact Us page at ChannelMom.com. Second, you can receive a CD of today's broadcast when you commit to a monthly gift of any amount to help Channel Mom serve moms through media and on the ground. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click Give to See to donate. Be sure to note which Channel Mom show you'd like on your personal CD. Then we'll send your inspirational CD as our thanks to new Channel Mom partners. Channel Mom's mission is to provide media that uplifts moms and outreach partnerships that serve moms and families in order to share the love of God. View our past shows on video or listen to our podcasts on ChannelMom.com or share with us on Facebook and Twitter at Channel Mom. Channel Mom Radio. We're here for you.